shoots, he scores! What patience shown by Paul Cotter, who just waited for Stone in the crane out to his left side and found the open net. Reload, high slot, shoots, return to Blake, and they score! Zone, Austin Long carrying on his offhand. Here's his circle, cross, far side, they score! Austin Long, a backhanded sauce pass down. Ashton Calder, waiting for the one-time tapper. Getting one out of front, they score! Are you kidding me, Matt Miller? 25.1, run to the third, this game is tied! What is going on, hockey fans? Welcome to the very first edition of Thunderstruck, the podcast, where we are talking Lincoln Stars hockey. Let's take a minute and introduce ourselves, just who the heck we are. I'm BA, uh, the Stars team photographer. We've been doing that for the past 10 years or so, and uh, alongside me is Gene Cotter. And Gene, you're a little bit of jack of all trades around here. What do you exactly is it that you do? Oh, I do, as you said, a little bit of everything. Been a season ticket holder since year one, back in 96, yay me. Uh, also, generally, you can find me on game nights in the home penalty box. Not that we ever find our way into the penalty box, so I'm not very busy in there. No, stars don't have a penalty problem at nope. all. Zero, zero, for sure. Actually, an interesting stat just to get things started. Did you know, despite the belief that the stars are heavily penalized, actually on the season, our opponents, while playing against us, have almost 30 more, a little more than 30 more penalty minutes than we do on the season. I think that's a lot to do with the uh, the new coach. I, know, I remember um, him talking at the very first Chalk Talk that uh, he wants us to be aggressive, but he doesn't want us to take those dumb penalties where, you know, there's a scrum in the back of the net or whatever. He doesn't want us jumping in there, and he just wants us to play smart. If there's a, there's a time and place to take those penalties, and uh, I think we're uh, kind of buying into that philosophy a little bit. I agree. I agree. Watching the game over the weekend, uh, it does seem like we are able to draw a lot of penalties. The stats certainly bear that out. It was kind of funny over the weekend. I saw a play down in Lincoln's End where uh, Gleb Vremiev was taken to the boards by two guys, and he ended up going to the box and Cristiano. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, that was one of the the rare moments. I was trying to listen to the game off and on throughout the weekend, and that was one of the rare moments I actually caught the game. Said he got penalized for being 6'4", and I think that was exactly right. Seemed to see that see that a lot with guys Gleb size. Yeah, I, mean, I remember back in the day, guys like Mike McKee, just, just a big guy. If he goes to hit somebody, he's hitting him in the head, so it's automatically uh, a two-minute head contact penalty. Agreed. Agreed. I'm also a billet, been a billet for about the last eight years. So that's uh, that's always an interesting thing. You might have to talk, tell some stories about that as we move forward. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I kind of always wanted to do but never got into it. So, I mean, I think it's great that you guys open up your homes to these uh, kids to come in here and, and entertain us for the winter. You know, it's interesting to me because I remember when we first got asked to be billets, I was like, billet, what is that? Thank God for Google because, you know, billet basically just means you're a host family. So you have this kid that's coming in from – any place literally from around the world looking for some place to stay that can they can call home for six months and it's been a very rewarding experience i'd encourage others that have an opportunity to open your house to somebody to please do so don't yeah. have to be don't even have to be a hockey fan yeah definitely i i know i know some of the wives out there are literally leery about uh, bringing in a 16 18 year old teenager hockey player coming in their home i believe there's rules about uh 16 18 year old hockey players staying at a house where there's maybe 16 to 18 year old daughters just so you know so yeah i I don't i don't think that would be a good combination (laughs) so yeah speaking to jordan i mean i kind of want to raise her to look at these guys as their big brother not as a uh a hockey player basically agreed so you're going to hear a little bit of echo in and we are kind of recording live here at the icebox in the airs and air suite so uh it looks like there's a what is this, 14 high school? No, this is, this is the high school club teams, Lincoln Capitals East and Lincoln Capitals West. They both had a couple games over the weekend. Um, fared pretty well. 
program seems to be growing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got two teams on now, so it's, it's good. It used to be three, four years ago, we only had about seven or eight total in this league, and now there's about 40 playing split up into two teams. That's awesome. So let's uh, let's kind of dive right into the uh, the meat and potatoes of the podcast, Lincoln Starts Hockey. Um, the Stars are coming off a road trip uh, where they split the weekend up in Fargo. We won Friday night, and then uh, Saturday night we kind of led a little bit early, and no, no, they led early, and they uh, we kind of had a comeback and just uh, fell short of a four-game win streak. Yeah, spotted them too many goals. It's uh, been pretty rare. If you look at the stats, though, Lincoln has is a third-quarter team so far on the season. So when you're in the ice box, even if we get down a goal or two, actually, they were actually down three goals the other day and almost came all the way back. Had opportunities late in that game to tie it up and just fell a little bit short. Another minute or so, they, they might have forced it to overtime. That's one thing that I've noticed with the teams in the past that is, is we fall down a couple goals and we don't give up. I, I know maybe three, four years ago, we're down two goals or whatever, and we kind of just packed in the bags and uh, just called it a night and looked for the next game. I'm going to be very interested to see how this team goes along because there have been times, and as I said earlier, being in the penalty box, I occasionally maybe get to hear some conversation between the officials. And I've heard a couple times this year where they've commented about our offensive zone pressure and how it looks like we're on the power play even when we aren't because other teams are having a very difficult time breaking the puck out and heading heading back to their offensive end just because of the, the pressure, the forechecking and the, the pressure we're able to create. Yeah, I noticed that with, with the first couple of games here at the Icebox that our, our forecheck was we're, we're on it. Uh, we're, we're quick to the puck and it's... I mean, if we don't have it, we want it right away. And it, it kind of reminds me of going back when uh, John Hall came in here first off, and he, he said this is the time, kind of team we were going to be, but we never accomplished that. But with, now with Rocky and taking the helm and, and the new uh, coaching staff and whatnot, it seems we're, we're that kind of team now. What's very impressive about that too, B.A., is just how young we are. We have got a couple 16-year-olds out there, 17-year-olds, and generally this is a league where you kind of want to get old and stay old. And if we're, if we're that young and looking the way we are now, again, I, I look forward to seeing how this team is going to progress as the season moves along. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things with the USHL, it's, it's a second-year kind of, kind of league where – if you look at our stats right now, we got second-year guys like Noah Lobb, Aiden Thompson. They're leading our points. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They took last year, they progressed the game, learned the league a little bit, and now they're, they took it to the next level this year. Agreed. You know, interesting talking about the stats, too, is just how active our defensemen have been. If you look at the team stats for the Stars, five of the top eight scorers on the team are, are our defensemen. As you said, as you said, uh, Geez, now it's Aiden Thompson yep. leading the team with, with I believe, seven points uh, with a goal and six assists. He actually got a big goal, his first goal of the weekend. Excited for him. I think he was excited, too, if you if you saw his selling for that. Uh, but then you have Joe LeMay and Henry Nelson that are right there. And like you said, Lobs. Uh, but just just the fact that the defense have been, have been activating and contributing to the score, to the scoring has been – big so far yeah if you look i mean you got you got aiden thompson a forward up there leading the points you got uh noah lob another forward uh he's fourth in points then you got three def- uh, well you got henry nelson second joe lemay third and then you got dalton norris another defenseman running out of the top five in points and it's 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 nice that we can see our demon you know they they have the ability to score obviously and they make those great passes to to our forwards and 
I don't know if you saw this the other night, and if you haven't had a chance, Stars fans, go check out Cristiano's call and watch the highlight of Dalton Norris's power play goal on Saturday night. That was a put it bomb. The back of the net. I mean, that was like, a bomb. When I say back of the net, I'm talking about through the back. Of it the was net. Mighty Duck style. Yeah, that <laughs> was. That it was. So uh, you know, we mentioned that uh, we mentioned Joe Lemay a little bit. Uh, he's third in points. Uh, Let's see here. One goal, five five assists. But he was defenseman of the week last week, uh, and it's it's nice to see the, uh, the USHL recognize Lincoln this early in the season, and not as we mentioned with penalties and suspensions. Yeah, when you think about the penalty minutes, we're certainly not exactly hurting for penalties, but we aren't the most heavily penalized uh, team in the league. Um, and you're right. Not only Henry last week, but. As we've discussed, the, the defenseman just overall, and the goaltending has been solid as well this year. But if you think about the, the line of those lines of Nelson and Nelson and Fernandez and LeMay and Norris and Pierce, and I know I'm, I know I'm missing a bunch of people, but, you know, right now Cameron Whitehead, for example, is leading the league in goaltending save percentage. Uh, between he and Inverco, they both have they're, they're both up there in minutes. Stars are off to a four what four two and one. Uh, let's see here. I'll Start. pull it up real quick. We are yeah four two and one nine points. Uh, we're sitting third in the Western Conference, which is good. I mean, granted, we have two more games play in hand than uh, Des Moines Tri City, which has ten points. They're five and zero, oh. but this early in the year, being up there in the third spot, I'll take it. Long season. Long season to go, a lot of opportunities coming up. Yeah, and it's been a while since you saw Lincoln up in the in the top half of the uh, Western Conference bracket. So, like I said, long season, but this early in the year, I can't complain one bit because everything's looking really good for us right now. You know, I was looking a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, it might have been after we scored our fifth point, and I want to say it was the middle of December last year, like 12 or 13 games in before we scored that fifth point. And we, kept, we started coming on towards the end of last season, and it looks like maybe even though we have – you know, some considerable turnover. It looks like we, especially in net, that we've picked up right where we left off last year and started piling the points up. Matter of fact, we went into Fargo on Saturday night with the three-game win streak. Had we won that game, it would have been the first time in four years that we that we won four consecutive. I'm sorry, three years that we won four consecutive games. That's that's a sad stat. I mean, but it, it's good that you know that we're we're on the uprise. We finally got. A team in here, like you said, they were young last year. We had a bunch of guys come back. We got another great group of young kids, you know, finding their way right now. And as much as I like Mike's last year and the coaching staff we have, I can't complain with the guys we have behind the bench right now. Nope. Yeah, for sure. Seeing seeing the product on the ice, like I said, looking maybe not yet quite as physical as what it has been in years past. But I also know USA Hockey has put an emphasis on taking even more of the physical out of the play. I watched a couple of high school games over the weekend, and literally I think there were soccer games that were more physical than the, than the hockey games I was looking at. I, I know there's been a lot of chat on, on Facebook and on the Internet and whatnot about how Lincoln's not as physical, physical as they used to be, and people are saying that we might not have the grit and the toughness to you know, make a run in the playoffs. But I think with the guys we have, obviously we're a very skilled team, but we do have some guys out there that can throw the body, yeah, and, and, you know, and t- 
take that physical game to the next level. Look at Gleb, for instance. Gleb, uh, Joey Pierce is a big body, six foot, two, 200, 210. Michael Mastro Domenico for a 17-year-old. He continues to figure out how to use that body. He's he's six foot, 210, something like he's, that. He's so. one of those kids that are throwing me off because last year he had the, the fishbowl on. And now he has the visor. So every time he's on the ice, I, I was always looking, as, as a photographer, I'm looking for that fishbowl. And now he has the visor, and I'm like, who the hell's number four? Yeah, the other thing that I don't think people understand is watch that kid out there. I'm not sure he ever does not have a smile on his face. Whether no, he's not at somebody, all. Whether he's getting hit. He's had a couple of rockets for goals. I don't know if he's got the stats up there, how many goals, but I know he had a, he had a big goal over the weekend, too. Yeah, he has uh, two goals, two assists, uh, four points, uh, and uh, eight penalty minutes. You know, something that maybe people didn't notice, but uh, over the weekend when we were on the power play, we actually had three defensemen out there at times. Three defensemen, two forwards while we were on the on the PP. So that's that was interesting, something I haven't seen a lot of. Yeah, I, I don't I don't ever remember seeing three Ds on on the uh, on the power play. But it worked. You know, at th- at this point, and that's something we need to look out for coming in this weekend too, uh, as we head up to Waterloo, but you know, Lincoln right now is about 20, a little over 20% on the power play, which is about a 7% or so, 8% improvement over what they were last year. So they're they're starting to figure that out as well. And I've also noticed a lot of those young kids we talked about have been up there too. Jack Larrigan, um, Lukey has been out there a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, we're... we're Three home games into the year right now, or something like that. I'm still, I'm still learning, learning the new guys. So Luke Johnson's another one who isn't exactly a young guy, but he he almost had a Hattie the other night. Yeah, I mean that he came in and right away at home and scored that first goal right off the get go and had a second one and. I was hoping towards the end of the game he, he had a couple chances to get that third one. I think they even tried to, during the empty net, get him, get him to puck a couple times to see if he could, see if he could put it in net. But and it just didn't quite work out. And I him. think it's been a long time since we had a hat trick here at the, the icebox. I can't even remember the last time. And working in the penalty box, I get to go help clean those things. As a photographer, you probably get to go help clean them up too. When Not as much as in, as in the past because uh, there used to be no glass in the penalty box, and that's where I hung out was with you guys. Now we have glass all around, so... It's uh, if I'm out by the doors, maybe I I'll jump in and help out, but it's very rare that I'm in that spot. A little less exciting in the penalty box now than when the glass didn't used to be there. Oh yeah, you don't have the uh, the pucks firing in and sticks coming in, and you know what? It was always interesting. I was I was ready for the pucks to come ricocheting around in there. Uh, what I was not expecting the very first night I was in there without the glass on, somebody got checked, and I had a stick about right an inch from the bridge of my nose, and throughout the course of the season i probably got hit with sticks a half a dozen ten times i've been hit with pucks a couple times nothing nothing major but the biggest hit i took was uh we mentioned mike mike mckee uh he came in checked some kid in the box he came in the box mckee stick came all the way around whacked me in the back of the head and i had a knot the size of a golf ball for about two weeks yeah sticks sticks are no joke there's a reason i suppose that uh, you get twos fours and fives for for stick penalties out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There used to be people who'd sit next to my little fishbowl down there uh, next to the penalty box and spend as much time watching what was going on in there when people would come over just because it was like, I don't know if they were waiting to see if I was going to die or not because it felt like that a couple and times. And that's one one thing I miss about shooting the penalty box is when you get guys coming in, uh, coming in off of a scrum or whatever, just the trash talk that goes back and forth between the guys. That is, I miss that. I, I wish that I had been taking notes over the years of some of the stories. Brad Morrissey... 
is a Hall of Famer. I don't know if Stars fans remember him, but he, a couple years ago, was in the box a lot. He liked to maybe drop the gloves every once in a while. And he Just was a few a, times. He was a Hall of Fame chirper. Uh, he, he had me absolutely rolling at times and the the funny thing is it's not a lot of foul language by any means but it's just clever quick remarks coming back from the guys yeah brad brad uh, maybe like to talk about people's sisters every once in a while well who doesn't like a good sister joke every now and then <laughs> yeah i've also heard some things that just make me like say uh you should just sit down and not say yeah that, again, that wasn't clever just be quiet you yeah. didn't help your cause here yeah <laughs> talking about gpas and when you where you're going to school as trash yeah. talk yeah. probably isn't, isn't we're, going we're, to we're you committed a of, yeah a lot of man yeah. points yeah it's it is what it is but anyways uh we mentioned that we are on the road again this weekend uh heading up to the uh young ice arena in waterloo iowa have you ever been up there i have not that's the that's the big ice right yeah that's the olympic size uh sheet of ice it's it's a whole different game when you go up there. I mean, there's so much room. And I think with the speed that we have, I think we're going to fit in pretty nice. The Young Ice Arena used to be a, a terror for the, for the Stars. I remember going up, going up there, New Year's Eve games, and getting pumped 10 to 1. And there's nothing worse as a fan to drive five hours and watch your team just S the bed. Yeah, and then probably have to sit around for the next night and hope that it doesn't happen again then yeah and I, i'm i'm debating on making making the trip up there uh on saturday i haven't decided yet or not but uh if you look at the stats waterloo is sixth place right now uh they're three and three seven points or three three and one seven points so i mean they're the only team in the west that has played seven games so they have we have played seven oh, games. No, that's, that's what i was gonna say yeah. is that the stars and the blackhawks yep. are the only two teams that Everybody else has, a, I think, you know, like the top two teams only played five games, so they each have two games in hand on who's that Tri City and Dubuque or uh, Des Moines. I yeah, Des Moines both have ten points. And Des Moines off the heart start. They're, they're, I think, they're going to be one of the top contenders out here in the West. They are, they are averaging almost six goals a game. I think we have the goaltending to stop that, though. I, I'm very impressed with the goaltenders we have right now. Agreed, agreed. I, you know, uh, as we said, uh, right now, Cameron. Cameron Whitehead is less than a goal a game against. He's got a 971 save percentage. He's 1-0-1. And Berko's not that. I mean, he's, he's averaging less than three goals a game, which is going to win you a ton of games in the USHL as well. And I, I know there's going to be a time where Mabrico's going to be gone for Team USA. Uh, I believe he has a good chance of making that World Junior team. So having Cameron come in and, and stepping up and having – a great start is, and getting him in the games early is going to help us out in long He run. has looked fantastic. For those of you that are, are, are heading up to the Young Ice Arena this weekend, uh, I, you might just see a goalie show. Uh, you know, Lincoln's been averaging about 32 shots on, on goal. Waterloo ad, holds people to about 27 shots on goal. But more importantly for the Blackhawks, their goalie, Jack Williams, uh, leads the leads the league in minutes played at 344. Has also pitched of their three wins. He's pitched two shutouts on the season. Leads the USHL in shutouts as well. So he's he's somebody we're gonna have to figure out how to solve. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, there's there's a lot of goaltenders out here in the league like that 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 are. I mean, it's really really good goaltending in this league right now. You know, it's interesting. He actually, when we talk about we talk about Emberco. Uh, he is fourth in the league in saves at 122 uh, total saves, only eight off of first place for just number of saves made. So he's facing a lot of shots, stopping a lot of shots. 
um, Williams is right behind him at 120. You know, I'm glad you have these stats because I, I obviously did not do any homework for the show today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of a stat geek. It's I, got, a, it's the, I have it's stuff baseball, pulled up. but It's uh, the just, baseball guy coming out in me, I think. Yeah, so uh, we also um, mentioned this uh, last week. The Stars made a trade. Uh, we got we sent Jack Sillage up to uh, Sioux Falls for a pair of draft picks. Um, Jack was one of those guys I was looking forward to. Uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, a big kid, play the body. I think he had the toughness that kind of were kind of lacking a little bit. But our young guys are, are definitely stepping up, and it, it gives Jack a chance to play a bigger role than what he was going to with our, with our younger guys. Uh, Sioux Falls is struggling a little bit on the season, but I watched. I flipped over and watched them play. I think they played maybe Sioux City on Friday night, and I flipped over and watched them play. Uh, they actually went up on Sioux City early, but a couple – Former Lincoln Stars and Charlie Shane and and Ben Steves actually scored some goals and ended up taking him over. But but Silich actually made an impact. I want to say he had a goal or an assist or something early in that game as well. So you mentioned Charlie there. That's a former former kid you had staying at your house. Yeah, well, both of them actually. Both Steve, of them? Steves and Shane, which might be why I was watching during the intermission of the Stars game. Why maybe I was flipping <laughs> over and watched the Muskies play. How much? How how often do you guys do you keep track of the? The kids that you had to stay at your house, and when and say they started here in Lincoln, they, and like you mentioned, Charlie and Ben, they're at Sioux City now, and um, all of them, all of them. Yep. Uh, you know, I can tell you that the first kid we ever had, he, he he came home on a Friday night, thinking he was on the team, and next thing, he by Saturday afternoon, he was headed out of here. Uh, his name was Drew Callen. He ended up playing up at Bentley. Went back and played for the Janesville Jets up in the Nall for a couple of years. But he's now playing for the Worcester Railers in the in the ECHL, I believe, is where Worcester is. Patrick Polino, who is with us, is with the uh, Sabers AHL team in Rochester right now. Started the season with them. But it's the um, Sabers. <laughs> that's, that's a tough hey go now. for him. Hey, now he's from Buffalo, so. <laughs> Um, but, you know, Tanner Lazinski stayed at our house, and he actually... Uh, Is he still a, with the Philly? He had a, couple cu- cut a, co- uh, a cup of coffee with the Flyers last year. Unfortunately, suffered a labral tear and, and ended up having that repaired over the summer. Came back, was with the Flyers in preseason camp, and according to the injury report, uh, tore his other leg room. And so was, I was, I was so watching the done. Flyers game before we, we started recording, and uh, they're... Pumping the uh, Kraken right now. Well, I don't know the score now, but when I left, it was five nothing. So you know, the other night on the opening night, the Kraken were kind of getting pumped early there too, and came back and made a little bit of a game of it. But um, so yeah, I we follow. You know, I can think about last year. You know, we had Zach Price at our house, who's playing for the Powell River Kings up in the in the BC this year. James Stefan stayed at our house. He's back in the Western Hockey League, playing for the Portland. Uh, Winterhawks uh, this year. He's actually off to a great start too. He had had a couple, has a couple goals through three games or four games. Uh, actually, most of those guys who were here, Cross Hannes and Clay Hannes and James have all gotten off to a really good start. I think yeah, Jack O'Brien's I was, got a goal too. I so. was really excited when those guys came in in town and just because you always hear the the comparisons between the USHL and the uh, OHL and whatnot and. I didn't see much of a difference between their their style of play and our style. I mean, we were obviously. I, I think the USHL is more physical, but yeah, skill wise, I, I think that I think we're we're right up there with them. And I think that that probably was a great opportunity for them last year because they played in a more European style league like the like the Dub is, and they come play especially in the Western Conference of the USHL where it's more of a grinder. 
uh, maybe a, an American-style hockey league. So they got the best of both worlds, especially with several of them were in their draft year, their first draft years last year. And uh, James Stefan really, I mean, he had a great year last year compared to what his freshman campaign was. Of course, he was a 16-year-old playing in Dub. Last year, he was a 17-year-old. And seems like his, his success has spilled over uh, into this year back in Portland. So I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. And one thing I want to do is ask, ask the fans kind of a question of the week. Uh, we're three weeks in the season right now, and I want to know what is it that you're looking for out of the Stars this year? Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, like, are we making playoffs? Are we cup contenders? Uh, so if you want to, you know, drop us a line on any of our Facebooks or uh, you can drop it on my Twitter, which is at BA Photos. Uh, just let us know what, what are you expecting out of the Stars this year. I, I think we're definitely a playoff team. Uh, I'd like to see us make a cup run. I want to see that before I quit taking photos. Yeah, me too. It's been it's been a while since we. I re, you know a couple of years ago we we made it there when Paul Cotter and and that group was here. But I, you know we haven't made it past what the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while, a while. since we made a deep run. We uh, we we have plenty of room. I'm looking out here at the banners, and it looks like we have plenty of room to add some new banners and some add to some some new names. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, that's one thing the Stars haven't done in a long time is add anything to that Stars Hall of Fame, which I think we should uh, maybe add a couple guys. Yeah, we probably have some names up there, too. My, my eyes aren't good enough to tell who's up there, but, you know, I think about guys that have been playing in the, in the league for a while now that maybe aren't up there. I mean, you could add guys like, I, I don't know if the Zingle's up there or not. That's who, exactly who I was thinking of. The Zingle you could probably add. I mean, you could probably add guys like Paul Ledoux. He's, he's been around for a while. Kevin Waugh for what he did here in Lincoln. He de- I think he definitely deserves to be yep. up there. So Yeah, I mean, he's still among the all-time league leaders in points in the season, if not the leader, right? I think so. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. 54 goals? Something like that. that. some points. I know that somebody was chasing him a couple years ago. but Yeah, so. there's definitely, I think, names up there. You know, speaking of former stars, somebody who is up there is David Backus, who hung him up here this year retired be nice to get him back in the box and yeah maybe get, get, get him on the show absolutely that'd be <laughs> fantastic so if any of you know david backus or have his contact information or if any of his former billets are listening please you know let us know and yeah and one thing i, I kind of i think we both want to do what the show is and have some of the old guys come on and just tell stories about their time here in lincoln we better not call them old guys we better call them former players former players some of the some of the past stars for sure whether yeah i mean I think about people. I think about people like Derek Reynolds. My very first, my indoctrination into Stars hockey was Derek Reynolds, and he set the bar for every game that's ever that's ever come after that in this building. To me, Derek's a legend here. Absolutely. Yeah, legends. The only thing I could think of to describe Derek when it comes to the uh, Lincoln Stars hockey. To me, the 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 bar of Lincoln hockey starts with Derek Reynolds, and people have been chasing that. He set the tone quick, for sure. I, I remember my first game. I don't know what year it was. It wasn't the first year uh, that the Stars were around. It was maybe years two or, two or three or something like that. We were sitting over in Section D on the front row. My mom got tickets through her work, and some kid got checked up against the glass, and a stick came up and broke his nose and blood all over the glass. And I go, this is awesome. I go, hockey's my thing now. And I've been coming ever since. Yeah, and you and I, a couple years ago, I'm, I'm a few years older than you are, but decided to get our old butts out there on the ice and learn how to skate and play you you've done a little better job of sticking with it than i have but yeah i mean i've i did a year of senior league i sucked did a year of uh lincoln renegade i sucked <laughs> and 
right now I kind of just do pickup games here and there. I don't I'm, don't have time to commit to a, a full league team or anything like that, but well, I still suck. Too. I had a ball doing it. I just don't have time to get back out there. You talk about something that will get you in shape. Go start ice skating and playing hockey. Oh, for sure. You wonder why you wonder why players skate a minute at a time before they get off. Go, go try to skate. And they, they do it full speed a minute at a time. I'm doing it a third speed and a minute at a time. Yeah, but that's full speed for you. Uh, true. But I'm still beat. <laughs> you're, you're taking your life in your hands when you're out there going at third, third speed. Especially you when are. you try to transition to that backwards skating. You can't know. do it. Head, I, heads banging on ice, just, those, those two things don't match. That's, when I started playing, that's the first thing I invested in was a good helmet. Because I ain't banging up. I ain't damaging any le- more brain cells than I've already lost. So, All right, so I think... You got anything else for the first show? Well, the only thing I'm wondering about is, so we talked a little bit about Waterloo. What uh, you, you seem to get to travel a little bit. Um, I can tell you, you know, probably, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but God, there's so many things that I miss around this place. I remember Waterloo back in the day. We used to chant. This place used to rock with water, water loser. losers. And, and I, I, this one thing I've been trying to get my daughter to do, she's, she's eight years old. Like, uh, Sioux City comes in town. Sewer City, you got to get that chant going. Yep. Uh, with the water loser. Um, and she makes up one. She makes up weird ones all the time, like uh, Funky Fargo oh. and stuff. And just maybe we need to get Jordan out there with Comet skating around. She can <laughs> she can hold the chant signs for the night or something like that. And like I was very uh, I was very disappointed in our crowd on uh, was it Friday when we pumped Sioux City or not Sioux City Sioux Falls Sioux Falls beating what six one Yeah, and we didn't get the go start the bus chant going. I remember this place used to be rocking, and I, I would love to see that happen here again. You know what, BA? Here's the thing. I think back to last year and the coronavirus, and it limited us to 900 fans. And the way the way this team was playing at the end of last year, that I want to say it was that last week of the season when the DHM lifted a little bit, and within the course of four days they sold an extra thousand or fifteen hundred tickets. You know, I, in addition to doing my real job and working the penalty box at the Stars, I I have been a sports writer for about twenty years, and I can tell you that from an atmosphere perspective, I actually heard an opposing coach on a podcast earlier this year on a, on a live broad, radio broadcast as I was driving across the state of Nebraska talking about their, oh, did I just tip where it might have been, talking about how the crowd and the fans and the atmosphere at their home rink was second to none in the league. And I could not disagree less with what that person said. There, There is no place like the icebox no. on, a, on a night when the stars are, are buzzing, um, Fights, no fights, whatever. A good, hard, physical Western Conference hockey game. And this place is just unbelievable. And I hope for all of these kids that they get to experience that more than one time this year. Oh, for sure. I'm, and like I said, you mentioned that I get to travel a little bit more. And back in the day, and even as many as four years ago, when it was Lincoln, Omaha here, and this place was three-quarters full, it was still loud. And the only place I've heard louder was Sioux Falls, when they won the Clark Cup, and that place had 10,000 people in it. And we've had That's saying something, three grand in here, and, and we were louder. I was uh, talking to the, uh, the officials a couple, I think it was on opening night, and they were just talking about some of their best memories officiating games. They were talking about a Lincoln-Omaha game from last year where they were just out there going about their business, and on a hit in the first period, they heard the crowd rise, and I'm just getting goosebumps even thinking about it because they were like, whoa, 
we got ourselves a game tonight. And just, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the magic of the icebox. And um, we get this place out here, get it full. There was a good crowd that night that you were talking yeah. about. It's just that I think it's been so long since, since we've, like we said, hung banners and had prolonged success where we aren't. I think that's the sad thing about Lincoln right now is, is we're a fair weather city right now. We haven't had a winner. Look at our Huskers. They suck. Volleyball's doing good, but that place is packed. Right. So once you start winning, I think we're going to... Well, and this time of year, it's tough. Because yeah, this, you're, definitely you're, this you're time of year right now. You're going against high school football. You're going against the Huskers. That one night, I want to say the night we beat Sioux Falls 6-1. There was a volleyball game. There was a volleyball game. There was also high school opening football. night for Huskers. Yep. Uh, basketball, both men's and women. There was a concert, I think. Oh, that was at the same thing as yeah. the Huskers. There was high school football. So the fact that we got, I don't know, roughly 2,000 people in here that night, but... If you build it, if you win it, they will yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Once we start winning, which obviously we're doing that now. Look at us. I mean, we're, we're doing really good. So I, uh, we'll, we'll get more people in here, and these kids will have a heck of an experience here in Lincoln. I know that Mr. Fernandez, too, if you walk around the icebox, there's not a lot of super noticeable things right now, but I know there's, con- there's construction going on in the north zone. Um, I know that some of that's about player amenities. Yeah, it looks uh, – I talked to uh, – one of our equipment kids, and there, it looks like they're building a new training room in the back yep. out there. So. And I think that's so they can actually clear out some of the some of the the space, room, the space in better weight rooms, better player amenities, so that the so the kids can't wait to get here and get good workouts in, develop as hockey players. Uh, I know that Mr. Fernandez has told me that the new owner. So you've met him, have you? I have. Yeah. Okay, I, I have I, not. I saw him several times. At, he was in town for camp. Uh, he and. Uh, business partner um you know just his uh i don't know what the official title is so i'm probably going to say it wrong but director of hockey ops something like that who spent 10 years with the sharks so uh he's also involved with the north iowa bulls of the null which you know used to be the amarillo bulls that moved up there the team that he also owns but and they built a brand new arena up there is that correct I, think, uh, I, think I don't so. know if he did. Mason City built a new okay. arena, and that's where the Bulls now occupy. So I don't know which one was the chicken and which one was the egg, but but definitely. And I know that he's talked about long range plans for here. And so all the rumors when uh, the team was bought about how we're going to be gone next year is uh, definitely false. <laughs> well, I, according to what he's told me, so I you know I have no reason to believe he was not telling me the truth for yeah, sure. So. Great guy. Great guy, I, you know, not to speak for, for Mr. Fernandez, but he's been more than amenable to shaking anybody's hand yeah, I've I mean, introduced him to. You, just looking around the icebox, he's definitely made improvements. You can see the construction going on. They redid the women's bathroom. I still think we have the horse troughs, but that might – I don't think you – you know, if you've never been in the icebox, I don't think you could ever get rid of those. No. That's a, that's a staple here at the icebox. Everybody says this place is a run-down building, which it's an old barn. Hey, you know what? But it's – it's, the best place to play junior hockey in the country, I think. I agree. I have not seen a, a game in Des Moines, but to me, from an atmosphere perspective, just uh, when I think about junior hockey and being raised in Nebraska, I don't really know it. You know, I'd be interested to talk to Derek Reynolds and Chad Klein and, and guys like that and say, what, what was it like in Canada growing up? Is this? I look, I look at some of these arenas uh, that some of my You watched Slap Shot too many times. Is that what you're saying? It could be. could be. <laughs> well, I, I will look at... You know, I watch games in the Null, and I see places that are half the size. And you you see that in D one college hockey, though, and sure. like uh, in the East, what is it, the East Coast or whatever? 
for their their arenas are yeah they half the yeah they're half the size of the ice box yeah yeah max out at nine hundred fans or something like that and yeah so. I mean there there is something to say about the shiny new arenas like at, at, uh, Sioux, Sioux Falls I keep getting those two confused but I lo- I love Sioux Falls arena it's it's an, N- an NHL style arena but it's not a junior hockey arena if you ask me and. Th- Places like the Icebox. I've seen games at Ralston. I've seen games at uh, uh, Tyson. I've seen games at Viero. Uh, matter of fact, I saw a game, a playoff game, a, a Western Conference Championship Finals Series game between Fargo and Sioux City last year where the goalie picked up a stick, snapped it over, and caused a liney. <laughs> and it was like a tea party in there. Just, you know, I'm not saying the fads were going crazy, but. I think that I think places like that are built for concerts and, yeah. and other things, and you know I'll I'll take our I'll take our rusty old bucket. In, I will. In I love this place. This is this is my home away from home. Uh, I can tell you that a lot of, if not every single one of the parents of the players that have stayed with my house, come in talking about about this place and just how much they loved the atmosphere when they left here. That's good. I mean, that's that's one thing Lincoln has to offer is, is just the fan support, the atmosphere. You can't go wrong with our light show. Nope. It's always interesting to me. The refs can't wait for that, too. Yeah. Especially the ones that are here the first time. Yeah, the first time. They're always, oh, this is awesome. And it, yeah, we, you and I have seen it a million times, but I can tell you opening night, there's goosebumps again. I can tell you right now, when I used to come to the game, if I was waiting on my kids or my wife or somebody to get in the car and we pulled up, I was on a dead run from the parking lot. You to were get in you here. were mad when you if you came in the doors and you, you saw the lights low and you heard yep. that the thunderstruck song. You going. could hear it from outside. Yeah. it's like we're missing it. We need to get in there. That's the best part. Yep. Besides fights. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, and we know that uh, USA Hockey is doing everything they can to get rid of that too. So. And then that's the thing. I will say, you know, like I mentioned, my first game is, you know, some kid broke his nose against the glass and I was hooked, and it was the fight set that, you know, you, the fights got the, the fans to come back, but once you learn the game, that's what keeps you coming. I, I keep telling people, parents, whatever, that despite the reputation that Lincoln Hockey probably has, it's kind of like the like the New Jersey trashers of whatever. Thanks, Which Derek. The- Thanks, Derek Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> well, but again, thank you, for yeah. Derek Reynolds. We'll, get, we'll get Derek on here, and he can defend his honor he, a little bit. Well, and I don't know that he needs to defend his <laughs> honor because if not for him, I'm not sure that this place would have sold out for as many Yo, years. Oh, definitely. That certainly doesn't diminish the roles of, you know, I think about Josh Langfeld and, and Chad Klein and Nick Fouts and just, I mean, the, the, the names go on and on, but... Drew Omicholi, who was on that, I don't know if you watched that Netflix. Oh yeah, the, uh, on, the, uh, the crime and punishment or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, but you know, some of that goes goes back to exactly that. And I don't know that Lincoln fans really need a bunch of fighting, especially nowadays where no, you can't, you can't take a helmet off, and all you do is end up everybody comes to the boxes looking at their knuckles because all they did was hit a helmet for fifteen seconds. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, I think it's Josh Grohl against. Fight- Youngstown a couple years ago, you uh, highlighted a couple Krieger fights yep. during the during our opening. But um, just I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna skate through the neutral zone with the puck on your stick, I'm gonna knock. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dylan Wolf on you and knock you in the next. I week like to see a, I like to see a good clean open ice hit more than I would like to see a fight. Yep. So that's yep. just my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. All right. 
anything else? I think uh, we kind of wrap things up here tonight. Yeah, I would just, if anybody has a guest idea or a topic or a question, probably not a topic because we know what the topic is, but yeah. if you have a question, uh, somebody that you want us to talk to, something you want to ask the kids, something I was thinking about in the future is maybe we just run a, a standard get-to-know-your-Lincoln-Stars, talk to talk to the to the boys and just yeah. ask them a series of random questions about what their favorite things are so fans would get to get to know them a little bit. Yeah, I, I think as, as we grow along, we'll, this show will be kind of more of a fluid type of deal and we'll kind of roll with punches a little bit and maybe make it something fun and exciting to listen to. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Well, that being said, this was episode one of Thunderstruck the Podcast. I want to thank everybody for jumping on. If you like the show, share it out. Uh, share it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. It, and I think you're going to be able to get this on all your uh, podcast platforms here shortly. Once I get the first show out, I'll get all that back end stuff set up and we should roll from there. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good night. Hey, hey.